Statins may have benefits for men beyond protecting their hearts. New studies show that men taking statins may have a reduced risk of developing prostate cancer, erectile dysfunction, and prostatic enlargement. How will this affect our care for our male patients? You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman. And joining us to discuss Beyond the Heart, how statins may protect men's urologic health, are Dr. Jeffrey Carnes, Assistant Professor in Urologic Oncology at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and Dr. Jennifer St. Sover, Assistant Professor of Epidemiology in the Mayo Clinic Division of Epidemiology. Doctors, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Carnes, perhaps we could start with the study on prostate cancer. What was the rationale for looking at statin's effect on prostate cancer? There has been some uh, preliminary evidence that statin use could affect PSA levels, and as well as one particular study looked at the, the risk of advanced disease with prostate cancer. The Mayo Clinic Epidemiology Project that uh, Dr. St. Salver is involved in has really a wealth of information on men that's been followed and that, that data set has afforded us the ability to, to look at men through the years. And with that data, we were able to, to look at the institution of statins and the subsequent diagnoses or lack of diagnoses of prostate cancer. And perhaps Dr. St. Sauer could add some of the information about how these men are followed. It really is a natural history experiment within Olmsted County of these men. But it was just some basic background information with, with statins and the diagnosis of prostate cancer that's been put out there in the literature that we wanted to either refute or support. I was quite surprised with the findings showing the risk reduction that we were able to find. And Dr. St. Sover, in terms of the erectile dysfunction angle on this, was that postulated through its, uh, the statin's effect on endothelium, the way we might see the pleiotropic effects in, on heart disease? Yes, you have it exactly right. We had published a paper last year examining the association between development of erectile dysfunction and then later development of heart disease. And as statins are obviously used in heart disease, we postulated that they may have an effect in erectile dysfunction as well. And, and Dr. Carnes, what was the study design that you were referring to? Was it an observational study of people in Olmsted County? It's an observational study in Olmsted County male residents. We're looking at all patients, all male patients who were taking statins, or was it specifically a subgroup of those patients? I don't believe it's looking at all male patients in Olmsted County looking at statins. It was a group of men that have graciously signed up for basically monitoring of their health care in Olmsted County through the years. Right. So it's actually a group of men who live in Olmsted County, and they were selected in 1990 to be followed forward in time to see primarily if they developed benign prostatic disease. And these men have been followed up every two years since 1990. And so we've been collecting information not only on benign prostate disease, but also things like sexual function and prostate cancer as well. So they're just a group of residents living in Olmsted County, Minnesota, and we collected information on the medications they've used as well as other lifestyle factors. I see. And because of the statin use, were these men more proportionally have issues with vascular disease? The men who were taking statins did. So they were more likely to have diabetes, to have coronary heart disease, to have hypertension. And we did adjust for those characteristics in our analyses. And Dr. Carnes, can you describe the findings of the study and the magnitude of the protective effect with regard to prostate cancer? Well, 
these men were followed on, on average over a decade. And when you divided the men up into statin users and non-statin users, there was a uh, approximately a threefold risk reduction in the men taking statins of getting a subsequent diagnosis of prostate cancer. There was also a very similar risk reduction in terms of the number of getting biopsies and the number of men going above their PSA thresholds. That's interesting, and, and that's a, a relative threefold risk. Was the absolute risk also fairly impressive? The absolute risk uh, was also impressive. I don't have that exact figure on me right now. But something that you would consider clinically meaningful. I think it's clinically meaningful. I don't believe there's enough evidence to suggest that we should all be putting men on statins for prostate cancer risk reduction, but I believe there's a wealth of other reasons to consider men to go on statin use. And Dr. Sover, in terms of the effect on prostate enlargement and erectile dysfunction, what did the study show? We actually examined those in two separate analyses. So as far as prostatic enlargement, the men who took statins were less likely to develop enlarged prostates, and the risk reduction was about 63%. And then among men who took statins and we examined erectile dysfunction, the results were less clear. So the men who took the statins for the longest period of time had a, had a lower risk of developing erectile dysfunction. But among the men who just took statins overall, there wasn't really significant reduction. It was really obvious among those who had been taking them for a very long period of time. I see. And, and when you say a uh, long period of time, Dr. Salver, are we talking 10 years? or Among the men who took statins for about more than four years, that's when we started to see protective effects. Dr. Carnes, in terms of mechanism and, and prostate cancer, could you comment on any postulated mechanisms by which statins would reduce the incidence of prostate cancer? Well, obviously, they'd all be hypothetical, but cholesterol is a substrate for eventual production of testosterone. Whether it has something to do with you know, the accumulation of testosterone or its byproducts in, in the prostate you know, or a mechanism peculiar to that physiologic reaction in the prostate is really unknown. Also, cholesterol is, is the fuel for a lot of uh, cellular activities in terms of cell proliferation. In addition, the statins are known to have an anti-inflammatory property, and there is some evidence that inflammatory mechanisms are involved in the etiology of, of some prostate cancers. You know, and there's also this issue of whether men have different behaviors in terms of lifestyle behaviors with initiation of statins, and those lifestyle behaviors uh, can actually impact prostate cancer in terms of diet and physical activity. That's very interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that last one, but that I imagine when you get started on a statin, it uh, kind of wakes you up a little bit, and you may be more diligent about diet and exercise routines. And so perhaps the anti-inflammatory effect and perhaps some effect on testosterone. Were, were testosterone levels looked at at all in conjunction with this study? No, they uh, were not routinely uh, done as part of the study. That's interesting. Cholesterol does fuel the production of uh, natural steroids like testosterone. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me to discuss Beyond the Heart, How Statins May Protect Men's Urologic Health are Drs. Jeffrey Carnes and Dr. Jennifer St. Sover. In terms of mechanisms for prostate enlargement, I imagine similar mechanisms must be invoked in terms of testosterone or inflammation. That's exactly right. The hypothesis would be essentially identical to the one Dr. Kearns just stated. 
And I know recently, uh, Dr. Carnes, one of the major urologic groups, uh, made a recommendation for the use of finasteride in certain men with PSAs under three who will be followed in an attempt to prevent prostate cancer. How would you compare that recommendation versus the effect that statins may have? Well, the utility of finasteride is, is really, a, there's one, and that is in terms of you know, prostate enlargement and the prostate itself, although a lower dosage has been used for maintaining hair growth in men, otherwise known as Propecia, but it's the same drug, finasteride. But that recommendation came after a high-level study was completed, and that study is known as a prostate cancer prevention trial, which randomized thousands on thousands of men to placebo versus finasteride and had an end-of-study biopsy, which showed about a 25% risk reduction in the diagnosis of prostate cancer. Here we have a drug that has only shown a influence in this observational type of studies. To my knowledge, there's never been a high level or a level one evidence of uh, taking statins to prevent the diagnosis of prostate cancer. However, the statin use is being used more and more even outside of men who have known coronary disease or carotid disease, but also in secondary prevention with men who have higher cholesterol and even now being utilized in men with even normal cholesterol parameters. So I think that the drug categories are definitely different in terms of how they're being used in populations. Will we ever get to a randomized controlled trial with statin use and prevention of prostate cancer? I don't know. I don't know if we have the stamina to go through another prostate cancer prevention trial. We've already also gone through a secondary prevention trial in terms of men being biopsied that was the reduced trial, and the results of that got broadcast at this year's AUA, which showed a, a approximately, a, once again, a 25% risk reduction in subsequent diagnosis of prostate cancer. But you are correct that the, the AUA has come out, along with some other oncology institutions, saying that the idea of risk reduction with finasteride should be discussed in men with PSAs less than 3. But I think there's other reasons to consider statin use over and above just potential influence on subsequent diagnosis of prostate cancer. Well, that, that's very interesting, but it, it, I guess we are not in the same place with statins as finasteride, given that this was just an observational study, and I appreciate your point that it would be very uh, arduous and, and take a long time to do a, a, a study on prevention with statins. In terms of erectile dysfunction, uh, if I have a patient who is not responding well to the one of the Viagra, Levitra, Cialis-type medicines, is the data convincing enough, in your opinion, that we should think about adding a statin? Unfortunately, no. And actually, what we were looking at is really development of erectile dysfunction. So we have some evidence that statins could help prevent the development of it, but we didn't look at whether those who developed ED and then later took statins had improvement in their ED. So unfortunately, we, we really can't offer any data for that particular use of statins. And are there future directions, Dr. Carnes, that, that we should be looking at in terms of prostate cancer prevention with the statins? Or do you think this is something that is not going to go much further than we have right now? Well, I think we're going to kind of take the reverse approach here. We're going to go, you know, usually you talk about from bench to bedside. I think we're going to go back and go from bedside to bench. What I mean by that is look at the study of the prostates in these men who have been on statins that have a diagnosis of prostate cancer or don't have a diagnosis of prostate cancer and try to determine if something is going on at a histologic level that may explain some of this impact of statins on the subsequent diagnosis of prostate cancer. And like I said before, perhaps it has nothing to do with really 
or has little to do with basic physiology, but may have more to do with lifestyle changes or dietary changes. Very interesting. And again, a very good point about that. Dr. St. Silver, in terms of getting men to go on statins for their indicated uses, can I feel confident in also telling them, hey, there's maybe these other benefits. This is another reason you should think about starting a statin. Well, you know, our, our data do suggest there is another benefit, and I know of other studies in other disease areas that suggest statins may be beneficial in protecting against other diseases. But again, as Dr. Carnes pointed out, our study is observational. So if you were going on it specifically to prevent development of prostate cancer or ED or benign prostatic enlargement, we really don't have enough data to say that this, that's really a good thing to do. But if you're on it already, you know, for heart disease indications, it may have other benefits. And for either of you, did, did you notice any adverse effects uh, that in this group of patients that we don't see with the use of statins in the general population? Um, unfortunately, we we didn't collect data specifically on adverse events. We did see men changing statins over the course of the 15 years of follow-up, but we don't have data specifically indicating that they were having adverse events, and for that reason, they needed to change. Very interesting. And, and Dr. Carnes, is there any advice based on this data that you would give to primary care doctors across the country in terms of bolstering the use of statins? I think that one potential take-home message that I give to my patients that would also be relevant to primary care physicians is that there's been plenty of evidence now suggesting that what's good for the heart is also good for the prostate. And here's another example of that potentiality. And I think that primary care physicians should continue to stress the importance of a heart-healthy lifestyle, and that's involving diet and physical activity both for men with prostate cancer and men without prostate cancer. And to this subject, the leading cause of death in men in the United States with prostate cancer still is cardiovascular disease and not prostate cancer. Well, I would like to thank my guests from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, Dr. Jeffrey Carnes and Dr. Jennifer St. Sober. We've been speaking about new findings suggesting that statins may, in a protective way, help men from developing issues with prostate cancer, but also benign prostatic hyperplasia and erectile dysfunction. The doctors outlined some potential mechanisms by which this association may work, including simply getting started on a statin may improve lifestyle features such as diet and exercise, and that may be very helpful for prostate and urologic health. Very interesting data. I thank both of you again. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Also visit us at ReachMD.com. And as always, thank you for listening. <music>